Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I'm here with Rebecca, who is a wondrous woman who has recently had some amazing news. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I'm great, Sarah. How are you? Oh, I'm good. We're recording on Memorial Day, so um, we both have like light days and are just excited to, to yeah. chat. <laughs> so, do you have any Memorial Day plans? Are you are you grilling your burgers? Um, uh, we grilled out last night. So tonight we'll just chill. So, so yeah. you do like burgers, hot dogs? Uh, we did steak, steaks and hot dogs. My son actually won't eat burgers or hot dogs. So he's a steak boy oh, <laughs> at nine. Nice. At nine. Yeah. Natalie is nine, my daughter. And she, yeah, she yeah. loves steaks too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, awesome. So tell people a bit about kind of what drew you to the Wonders Woman program. Like what was your, a, a, you know, a bit about your story that got you here? Sure, sure. Um, uh, well, I was in a toxic relationship, um, came from a very conservative Christian background. And so it took me a really long time to realize that it was toxic and that um, I needed to leave. Um, I had been separated for, I think, not quite two years when I found the Wondrous Woman program. We had been divorced for about four months, um, but I was just really struggling with, okay, I got this toxic person out of my life, except for, you know, we have to co-parent. And so that's, and actually that was probably part of the issue, um, um, but I couldn't get him out of my head. And I was so frustrated um, about why I wasn't able to move forward and rediscover who I was. Um, and I was not creating the kind of home that I wanted for my kids. Um, and so I heard you on a podcast from another woman that I followed and I went to your website and watched a webinar by you and on a Saturday night and I talked to you on a Monday morning and, and I signed, I just knew I needed to make, I, I had to try something different. What I was doing was not working. So. And I want to point out something because there's different people at different stages of the journey. And there's some people within this that you, what you need is like, whoa, processing what happened to me. Oh, here's the definition of a toxic relationship. Oh, here's a study of personality disorders. And we all went through that. And that is a perfectly acceptable stage to be in. Then you have the, should I stay or should I go stage? Right. And so you have that piece of it. Um, And kind of, what what I noticed is there, it was like you left, yay, and then no one was talking about what's next, right? Like right. this aftermath, absolutely and, not. Which is odd. I I was just like, oh, well, some people are staying stuck in their heads and stuck in their houses, and they it seems like they never recover, or they the only option they know is to like obsessively study narcissism, but then it's been like three years, and is that really? is that really the solution, you know, and trying. So um, I do want to point that out because it doesn't, it's not bad or good to be at a different stage of the journey. Right. Right. But that is the finish line. Look, what you were saying, rediscovering yourself, creating peace in your home, having your children see an empowered mother, a happy mother, a fabulous mother 
I want that to be the finish line. I want that to be the new finish line. Not I got out. Yay. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just wandering around like, is this it? Like, yeah. this can't be it. Like, I was saying, like, I, I understood why women went back. Right. Because this can't be it. I can't yes. stay here. So. And I want to say, like, uh, you know, if, if you take your hand, I know people will be listening on the podcast, so they won't see my hand. But if you take your hand and you put down like your ring finger, so you still have like three fingers, but then you have like the ring finger is down. You see a hole. Right. So if you're not driving, take your hand <laughs> and then put your ring finger down. And there's like this gapping hole. Right. And that's what I see when people are leaving toxic relationships. It's like, OK, they get they get rid of the toxic person. But then there's like a gaping hole in their life. It doesn't feel like a right whole life, which, you know, hole with an H, hole with a W, you know, <laughs> which uh, it doesn't feel like that hole. And the goal is to have that whole life and to become your Absolutely. own best lover, right? Um, yeah. How long have you been in the program? So about five months. So tell us. One, one of your biggest takeaways, and then I want to dive into what I think your biggest takeaway has been, which is this <laughs> you've had. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think just learning to trust myself again um, was, was the biggest thing. So we started, you know, um, giving myself permission to have my own thoughts and trust my own thoughts and um, not need somebody else's approval or second guessing, I mean, the way the toxic person had trained me to second guess every, my every single thought. <laughs> um, so I think that's been the biggest takeaway in, in the last five months. It's just, it frees you up to, to do everything else that you need to do. Right. So I think that's the biggest important thing for me. Isn't it amazing how much, cause people joke like Sarah, how do you get all this stuff done? Well, I'm not solving toxic people problems all the time, especially not in my head. I help clients through that, but it's not in my own life. The energy suck of like, why are they saying this? Why do they do this? What did I do to pick them off? You know, know, I mean, how much energy and shift have you seen in your own life? (laughs) Such (laughs) a huge energy shift. I mean, nothing else that I've been able to accomplish in these last few months would have happened if I had I had to get that out of my head um, it feels like you have like 15 extra hours a week doesn't it exactly yeah yes it's, my so, week has five days in it instead of seven yep it's there's plenty of time there's plenty of time to get everything done that I want to so I, let's just sit on that for just a second because that's what exactly. we're both and it's like whoa how many women are saying that yeah yeah, I sure wasn't for the last 15 years. Um, you just, I didn't realize. I just didn't realize, you know? And uh, you're in the throes. You're a working mother with kids. Yes, yes. I, I'm a working mother with kids. Like, yes. I want to say that. It's not as if. Right, no, I'm not sitting around eating bonbons. No, I have a very full-time <laughs> job, a house okay. to take care of by myself that I was never used to doing. Um <laughs> Two days ago, I fixed a lawn mower by myself. I was very, you know, Google's a great thing. And Google I'm a person. Person. So, you know, I, I can do this. Well, and I, I think I tear up like every time I talk to you, because I think <laughs> the first time we connected, I saw so many, so many similarities in our backgrounds. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> so many similarities. And it just feels yeah. like 
talking to myself at a different stage mm-hmm. in my life. Again. Yeah. So I just want to say you are a smart person and you <laughs> can't figure it out. And I yeah. remember like, it's, it's weird because we can say that, but then to internalize it and to feel that right. and say, right. okay, I, I'm not helpless. I'm not a helpless bystander in my own life. Nope. Nope. Which is how we feel after a toxic relationship, right? Exactly. Right. And, and it's not wrong to ask for help. I texted my dad first, but he didn't get back to me. So I figured it out, <laughs> you know, like, and if he would have gotten back to me, he's not that handy either, honestly. <laughs> I don't know why I texted him, but, you know, yeah. I am I, fully capable. I'm fully capable. I had a friend who taught me how to install light fixtures of all the things. Because when I moved into another house, I can, like, do my yeah. own, like, install my own light fixtures. Yeah. I'm not that handy at all. Like, that's, like, a, a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. We're saying well, why can't you do it? And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can do it, you know? Those those little shifts. Uh, So those little shifts led to a big shift for you. They Um, did. So tell us a bit about your big shift, your recent big shift. Um, So for 20 years and um, the state that I'm in. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So. I have been a teacher for 20 years and um, the state that I'm in doesn't really, hasn't really been valuing teachers lately. And so the fight, my financial situation was not great. Um, I recently finished my master's degree, which again is something that I didn't give myself enough credit for. I finished it while I was in a toxic relationship and after I got out of the toxic relationship. Um, But that should have, um, I sh- I'm worth more um, with that with that degree, but my um, existing school corporation could not um, give that to me. So I've been looking, looking, looking. My my specialty, what I teach, is kind of a niche thing. Um, I can't move because of co-parenting things, and so I found this position in a nearby school district that's within driving distance. That was a two-thirds position. I'm like, okay, I can't survive on two-thirds. Um, but I won't know if it's going to work unless I go talk to them. So I put together an awesome application resume. Um, I was, you know, thought through what I needed to do, which was not that hard because I just finished my master's. And before I even officially submitted it, they were calling me um, to make sure I was going to finish because they wanted to talk with me. Um, got to the interview. And, um, before, you know, I was very confident. They were asking great questions that were very easy for me to answer. Um, and by the end of the interview, um, they were working out a way to make it a full-time position for me. And, um, next day offered me the position with a $15,000 raise, which in the education world is insane. Oh, it, it, it's completely unheard of. Rebecca first told me about that on a Q&A. Like I just teared up because it is so incredibly unusual. And, um, you know, Rebecca can vouch to say how often in the Wonders Woman program, people are like, oh, I got a raise. I got a promotion. I Absolutely. got this. Yes. All the time. And it seems too good to be true. I mean, it's something I'm like, yes. this isn't advertised because it's like, what? You're not even a 
business coach. Like what? You know, but when you take amazing women and teach them problem solving skills and teach them to believe in themselves again and teach them to solve problems that have solutions. Yeah. There were three people. Yeah. The week you told me about it, there were three other people. One got a promotion within like two weeks of working for me. I don't know if I can take credit for that. That was just like uh, amazing <laughs> universe. But you uh, know, the but now, you know, we're in a position where she's she's like, Whoa, I got this promotion and we're talking about um how to market this new business that she's doing because she's like, I've never done marketing. And but it's that learning to believe in yourself. Yes. And having the confidence to trust yourself in that way. Um, so can I, can I decode some of the things that you said? Can I go back into what Absolutely. you said? Absolutely. Okay. I want to really point out that you, it was not completely laid out in a ready-made package. Right. Okay. Other women may be listening to this and think like, well, but it was two thirds, so I shouldn't apply. Well, I'm not a perfect fit for it, so I shouldn't apply. Well, I don't have this, so I shouldn't apply. And you, it, you know, because so many of the best things in life come from like, I'm not talking about fixing up men. <laughs> I'm not right. talking about fixing up men. Right, not that. But, but. That. but, you know, these like learning to advocate for yourself and like, okay, this is what I need. You asked for yes. it. You know, you yep. took something. Hmm, okay, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to ask for what I need. And I loved what you said too. I do want to point out what you said about, and you may want to go back and listen to her, um, what she told me again, after you know what I'm saying about it, because I, you said it was easy to answer their questions. Okay. Yeah. And after a toxic relationship, being able to say nice things about yourself is not normally easy. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. And and so I loved what you said about that. And I want to hone in because when you're like, what is life after look like? What does it look like? Is it always about getting another relationship? Is it always about, you know, whatever, whatever people have in their head, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what does success look like? What does it mean to create success for yourself and have a life you're excited about living? And these are the things that are, it's way more than, okay, how do, how do I set boundaries? Okay, how do I stand up for myself? Okay, how do I recognize toxic behavior? This is the magic. This is what we're talking about. Um, being able right. to be your creative solutions, your own best problem solver, being able to speak well of yourself, being able to connect your strengths. And I, I said this on the Q&A, but that piece when you're like, oh, I sent in this really creative resume. I sent in a really great resume. Even that, like, I want to like clap for you on that because you've heard me talk to some other women about, you know, these resumes and it's like, ah, even that was just this huge win for you. Yes. Who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I've accomplished. Like, even that is like, could probably feel so far away from some of our listeners. It could. And one of the questions they asked me in the interview was if one of your colleagues walked into your classroom and then came out, what would they say about your, about you as a teacher? And immediately I said that I am an excellent teacher. That is what they would say. And it kind of took the principal aback. She's like, oh, okay. But you know what? It's true. And my recommendations the next day proved that it was true. 
Um, and that was hard. Well, it wasn't hard in the moment. It just came naturally, but I will be honest. Like, I can't believe I just said that. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> um, because me two years ago, never, never would have said that. Even and though I, it was I too bad. Rebecca, I don't know what about you. Like, I'm just like, I'm crying, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> I recently saw someone um, that lives in the area that I do. And she sang this beautiful song on a guitar and she spent the first, she did a Facebook live and she spent the first minute of the live apologizing for herself. Yeah. Apologize for her sound. She apologized that she wasn't that good at guitar. She apologized for this and apologized for that. And you did not apologize for anything. I am not surprised that the principal was taken aback. And when I, you know, I'm not surprised at all because so many women are being told that the only option for presenting your strength and leading with your strength is coming across as a bitch. And that is not what we're yeah. talking about. So I, yay, I commend you again. And I, <laughs> Thank I, you. Thank you. When I, when I saw that girl spend the first minute, because I just fast forward. I was yeah. like, I want to hear you sing. I don't need to hear you apologize. Right. right. And she was great. You shouldn't have apologized. Yeah. And it would have been an entirely different situation, she said. Hey, I've got this. I think she had been um, in the armed services and she said, I want to sing something to you guys for Memorial Day. I hope you enjoy it. Go. Right. Yeah. Just own it. Own it. Own it. And I see so yeah. many women apologizing. Yeah. And they, it's like they take their strength and put them in the closet and they take their weaknesses and put them on display in hopes of being loved. Yeah. They'll accept it. Yeah. And yeah. you can imagine if you'd gone into that interview going, well, I mean, I don't know what they would say. What I hope they would say is that I did a pretty good job and my students are well behaved and I, they came away learning right. something. You can see just how easily you could have said that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. any other uh, points, takeaway points from, from that experience or the interview or asking for what you want. I'm still in, in shock. I really, I really, really am. Um, you know, even saying goodbye to my colleagues, telling them this past week at my current school that I'm leaving and every single one of them were, are sad. Um, but like, we're proud of you. You deserve this. Um, and I'm just, I would say that to other people too, but I'm proud of me. I deserve this. Is <laughs> okay to say. That's not being a bitch. That's no. um, <laughs> you know. So I want I want to be able to say that about myself. I want to teach my daughter to be able to say that about herself, um, and not just be able to say it to other people. So. And you know, within that lead by example piece that I'm always talking about, mm -hmm. um, we need more women and. The way I describe it is just telling the truth. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm working on. Right. And telling the truth about that. It's not, I'm yeah. good at everything. I'm the world's best everything. Like that is so No, <laughs> no not the world's best everything. No. No. And yet, if we're telling God and the universe and everyone who's listening, hey, if you tell me something that is wrong with me, I will accept it. I will hear it. I will obsess over it. But if you tell me something that's right with me, I won't believe you and I'll feel uncomfortable and I'll push it away. Yeah. That's... Like, 
Is that what we're teaching our daughters? Right. We have to look at it that way because that is what we're teaching our daughters. Absolutely. That's what I was teaching my daughter and I don't, I'm not doing that anymore. So. Oh, I'm so proud of you. So what um, advice, any other last words of wisdom, um, you know, or if you had one kind of message to say to an older version of yourself, what would you tell them? Um, trust your gut is the, the thing that always comes back to me. Um, I always ignored those little things. I always made myself smaller um, to fit other people's expectations. And um, no, I would say trust your gut and um, be the person that you were made to be and don't let anybody take that away from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming uh, on our journey and helping us as we become toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.